Hey guys, so this was the first ever episode I recorded, and let me just put it out there that I was very, very nervous. Okay, and so skeptical about my choice of questions and other things, but, but, but on the bright side, now that I look back at it, I actually feel like it went pretty good, you know, and that the conversation had some real value, something to take from for the audience. Okay, but before we actually begin, let me just give you a little bit of background about our today's guest. Avanti Nagral is a 24-year-old professional music artist and the only one to have done a dual degree from Harvard and Berkeley College of Music. She's also a content creator now with over 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, where she talks about things that are taboo in India, gives tips about college applications, for students and puts out entertainment content too. In this episode specifically, we talk about her journey in life, her interests and her dislikes, the music industry, and her views on social media. I hope you guys enjoy it. Hi, Avanti. A uh, very, very warm welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much for joining in today. Uh, I hope we have a great conversation. Uh, so my first question to you is that you've been on social media for quite a while now, right? Like Insta, Twitter, YouTube, etc., etc. But how do you think has it changed you as a person, your personality, uh, your perspective towards things? That's a really great question. And firstly, thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited. Um, so interestingly enough, I did not have social media ever as a personal usage thing. What I'm, except for Facebook. I joined Facebook when I was 16, almost 17. And honestly, it was literally to, um, because I was doing a Model UN conference where they were doing their little lobbying networking thing on yeah, Facebook yeah. groups. So that's the only reason. <laughs> That's the only reason I joined. Um, everything else for me was professional. I, you know, started an Instagram as a business page. So I've never, I never used it as a personal user. And I think because of that, um, mm -hmm. when I first started using social media, I kind of got it all wrong. And what okay. I mean by that is, yeah, what I mean by that is, um, you know, as, as an artist, I was already a performing artist way before I even had accounts and things like that. And um, so when I started, I think my mindset towards social media was a promotional tool and it was yeah. a, you know, um, this is my portfolio. I'm here, I'm doing this and essentially just showcasing what I was doing rather than who I was. Okay. And I think that over the past year and a half, maybe, um, I really switched that mindset from it being a promotional tool to it being more of a community building tool to it being more of a connection building tool yeah you know? kind of like a network that you form with people but exactly and, and you know more than a network because I used to do that before you know it was yeah. a way to connect with professional network but I saw it more as a way to uh, you know of course you can call it audience whatever you want but to really build community and I think that was the mindset shift that really helped exactly. me and changed me personally as a person mm -hmm. where it was less about where, you know, so I would say prior to 2019, social media felt like an obligation. It felt okay. like 
something I had to do, you know, because everybody else was doing it. Otherwise I would miss out, you know, because people had accounts and you have to have things up. So I would of course post things. Um, yeah. And it would be fun. You know, I'd post pictures and things, but um, because I never used it as a personal tool, I yeah. think that I didn't understand its sole purpose. That and that's side what I think of it. Really- exactly. 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 And you know, today, of course, when you are, um, especially when you're an artist and also when you are, you know, in, in, have a public platform, it's not like everything people see is exact reality, right? Because all of, of us, course. whether we have a public or private account, we put out a part of our lives. And we only put out the best lives. stuff mostly because, you know, you don't yeah. want to, you don't want to show essentially everything, but I guess that is exactly. changing. I mean, I feel like people are kind of, showing out their vulnerable side and, you know, trying to be as totally. original and as true to themselves as possible. Totally. It's about being authentic. And I think um, one, one, one thing that I've really appreciated seeing over over the past few months, even with, you know, as as I, I talk about a lot of things that, that matter mm-hmm. to me and, and that are sometimes taboo in this world. And um, it's really really gratifying to see that people find our community you know a safe space to share whether that's personally or through community-based situations and so to me that's been the really beautiful part um i think what's cool is you see a lot of creators today or folks who are on social media who mm-hmm. are younger and doing really well and part of it is yeah. because they've been using it since they were like 10, you know? yeah exactly <laughs> in the same way <laughs> exactly Okay, true. Uh, so uh, after like off late, uh, in addition to being an artist, you've also kind of gotten into the content creation part. And I feel like being a social media influencer is seen as a very glamorous, all fun, no work kind of a job. But mm. is that really true? What according to you is the best and the worst part about being a content creator? Definitely is not true. I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. It's it's very cool that you get to essentially live your life and put parts of that in the world. And, and that is considered work and you're able to make money from that, right? So that's yeah, exactly. incredible. Um, yeah, but, but people don't realize the amount of work it takes to reach a stage where you can actually do that. When you first start out, you feel like you're doing it and there is sometimes little to no gain and I don't just mean monetarily I mean that Mm -hmm. we've become so conditioned to basing off our brand worth off of numbers yeah and the problem is when you are a creator influencer whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. your brand worth and your self-worth sometimes the line is blurry and so it can really affect your mental health Um, it's also very unstable um, very very risky, I feel, because you know, your whole thing is very, based on the response of people. I mean, if they stop responding, it is very subjective. Exactly. That's, it's, that's true. And there's also a lot that's out of your control, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. the algorithm doesn't favor something you've put out, and so it's not reaching as many people. And there's all of these things. I think one thing that I've learned, at least for me, what's important, and maybe that mm-hmm. is because I was an artist first, is that I... I'm trying to be platform agnostic. So True. while, you know, I would say my primary platforms right now are YouTube, Instagram, and, and Discord, uh, but Discord is a great example of something that 
um, is a community around some, you know, person or some space or some, you know, idea right. that it does not necessarily have to be based on a specific platform. And I think it's more important because, you know, last year, TikTok was banned. Five years yeah. from now, some of these platforms won't exist, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I uh, there was this rumor, right, uh, that Instagram was going to get banned. And I feel like I, I can't even imagine what creators must be going through because if it really did, like a very good percentage of your work from there has been cut off. And then, uh, I mean, it's hard to kind of keep your work going. So, yeah, there were a lot of things totally. going on about totally. that. No, and I think it's, you know, it's, um, it's important to, to grow on these platforms, right? These platforms are tools that allow you to connect with people because they have existing audiences, but it's not, it's equally important to not let the platform control you for you to feel like you have control, you know? Very true. Correct. Correct. Very true. Um, so as an artist, uh, we continuously need our creative juices to keep flowing and you've composed so many songs right now, but, but where does your inspiration for the music that you write come from? And uh, how do you deal with creative blocks days when you're unmotivated to do anything? What do you do? Yeah. I mean, I think inspiration can come from anywhere. It can come from you listening to stuff, you can come from a conversation you have, it can come from something that you see. So I think it's about training yourself to be open mm -hmm. to experience and inspiration, you know, and, and not casting out any idea as a bad idea, because everything can be a, a seed. And in, in the songwriting world, we call it song seeds, you know, where you don't know what it is, but it can turn into something. Um, I'll give you an example. So I have a song called Sneaking Around, which is, you know, a very fun, you know, party type of vibe song. And it, it yeah. has, a, has a message, of course. But when we started the song, I, um, I had a folder of voice notes mm -hmm. where it was, you know, me singing different random tunes and things. And there was yeah. one voice note where literally all I had recorded one day, I just sat up and I was humming to myself and I'm like, ooh, this sounds fun. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, na, 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 Right, and that whole yeah. part ended up being like the hook of the song. The chorus, um, oh my God. And you never know. Yeah, and you never know what it is. So it's all about trying to figure out for yourself um, what that, what that piece is and and sometimes it means not overthinking it so True. if you hear anything write it down if you think of anything write it down you know just have a space where you have these ideas because you never know when it'll come in handy sometimes even a theme is you know when i wrote suntolo mm -hmm. and when we created that um it, it was really important for me to write a song about mental health and so that was the guiding principle and then you know kind yeah. of really went into it so it really depends um one thing that I do to deal with creative block, there's a lot of creative folks who will wait for inspiration to strike them, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And I think that the, the tricky part is, especially this past year, we've all been mostly indoors in the same place. So it's not like you can, you know, get a break, go somewhere else and, and kind True. of see if that inspires you. So you have to yeah. find it from, from within yourself from or, within. you know, your, your surroundings. And, and I think that um, that's a really cool perspective for some people. It's, you know, taking a long break and, and figuring that out. I think for mm -hmm. me, 
um, what I've seen is it's not like creativity is this magical thing that it suddenly hits you. It actually is a craft and it takes practice and finesse. And so often doing more things help you become more creative in the future. So what I mean by that is I'm not saying keep trying to write some a song if, if it's not coming to, but maybe do something else creative that mm -hmm. might channel energy here. True. Or just try out a few different things. They can all be shit, but maybe all of those things help you reach the actual thing that you're searching for. You know? That is true. I mean, I feel like you cannot really force creativity. It's it's not like a tap that you just open and it flows. It's it really it really comes from exactly. within. So if you're having a creative blog, personally, what I do is I kind of don't pay attention to it. You know, I just, I feel like when it has mm -hmm. to come, it is, it is going to come to me. If I force it or if I kind of try to, you know, purposely find inspiration, I feel like it's, it's just forced and then it won't really be as good if I'm writing something or if I'm playing something or something like that. Totally. Totally. I, I completely agree with you. And I also think that some people then tend to get a little bit um, lazy where they say, no, it, you know, I won't pay attention to it and it'll mm. happen. I think even when you're not getting inspired in the way that you are, don't force it. Don't, you know, try to chase that. But there's always other things that you can do. You can keep Definitely. working on the basis of your craft. You know, you can um, do research. Like when I say research in the creative field, that's often listening to consuming other things, understanding what is connecting with you emotionally and, you know, all of those things. So it, it's important to to definitely not, not force it, but at the same time, don't Keep take doing. that yeah. to say, okay, now I should do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You don't use that as an excuse to procrastinate. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. So uh, when did you kind of discover that, you know, music industry, uh, you want to get into it and uh, were your parents always supportive of it from the very beginning because you know music and then it's not engineering or it's not commerce and stuff like that of course. So. no of course um I've been doing music for a long time right I I mm. grew up singing and I did Indian classical music piano choir I did some theater so it's always been a part of my life but to turn your passion into a profession is unfortunately still a privilege in this world, you know? Definitely. And um, my, my family was supportive because they knew that I'd shown to them in multiple ways that whatever I care about, I work extremely hard toward making that happen. So they knew I would put in the effort, mm -hmm. you know? But of course, any parent and especially an Indian parent would be like, and of course it's it's hard but I think if you care truly about something um there's a part of you that wants to and and you should you you owe it to yourself to not just say I'm going to figure it out which you will but actually put an active effort to doing that so study the industry that you want to get into understand that even if it's creative or non-traditional it's still an industry it's still a business it's still exactly. so there yeah. are ways you know that it works mm -hmm. um so i I've, I've spoken about this before but i i literally almost made a business plan and showed my parents this is how this works if this doesn't work out here are other aspects of the industry i can be involved with okay. if this doesn't work out here are other things that i can do um i'm going to college getting an education so i will have a safety net but this is what i you know and so like trying to show them and i think uh at some level right you 
especially in our culture, our, our parents' opinions matter to us. And it is important that we have their support. Mm -hmm. um, and that being said, at the end of the day, it's also your life. So you can't live it based on other people's choices for you. Definitely. Whatever choice you make, you have to be comfortable with the consequences, you know? True. I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, your parents just, you, you just need to make them believe that you can do it. You just need to assure them that exactly. this is what you really want to do because that's, that's all they really want at the end of the day. They want you to be independent, right? So yeah. uh, and they want you to be they want you to be stable, right? And, and stable. to them, stability yeah. equals, like you said, lawyer, doctor, engineer. Um, mm -hmm. But security can also come from other things. If you are doing what you love, money will always find you. Very, very true. So uh, you mentioned about like going to Harvard. So uh, was was it always your dream to get into an Ivy college? And uh, I mean. What tips would you give to somebody who is aiming for, you know, Ivy Leagues or top colleges of USA or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I have a lot of information on my YouTube channel. So anybody listening mm -hmm. can definitely go check out our education playlist with those details. Um, but I don't, uh, I definitely think it was a huge part of my goals and, and dreams for a lot, a huge part of my childhood. And I, I guess that's because I've been exposed to it, yeah, you know, true. Um, and I, I would be lying if I didn't say that it was something that I really cared about because I did. Looking back now, you know, maybe it would have been better if I were a little less stressed out when doing it um, <laughs> because, no, truly because yes, college matters, right? And yes, um, sometimes the brand name of a school does give you certain opportunities, mm -hmm. but it's not worth losing yourself over yeah. And I think the fact that I was doing something so atypical, even at Harvard, you know, um, mm -hmm. pursuing music, creative passions, things of that nature. I mean, I was studying psychology and global health, but because this was my primary focus, I think that it allowed me to explore myself in a way that I saw some classmates who came in and had worked so hard in high school to the point that, mm -hmm. you know, it was the only thing that they wanted. They'd burnt themselves out and they felt lost in college and they weren't able to work to their greatest potential. They, you know? they, they made um, college so I, as their end stop, I guess. That's what you're talking about. I mean, exactly. your life doesn't have to exactly. end at college. It's, it's more than that. Not at all. It's sure. honestly part of the beginning of your adult life. And I, the way I believe it and the way I look at it is it's one stop along the destination of life, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, and even though I was, it was a goal of mine and I was very stressed about it, one thing that I feel really grateful for is everything that I did to quote unquote get into college is what I continue to do today. Because I, I truly believed that it wasn't, I wasn't trying to, a lot of students feel like, okay, I have to do a project to get into college or I have to do this thing to game the system. But truly, if, if you show them what you care about and you take that to the next level, mm -hmm. um, that's going to get you into college, but that's also going to set you up for life. You know, my, my college essay and, and everything that I did was about music and health and social impact. And I feel really lucky that I'm still able to live that today and manifest it in a way that I never thought possible, you know? Exactly. So it, you're just, you just amplified what you were already doing. It wasn't anything different. It was just exactly. a continuation of exactly. what you were doing. And if anybody listening who is applying or considering mm -hmm. it, 
if you approach college as that, not the end stop, but as a stop along the way, think about how you can do whatever you're doing right now to set you up for the future beyond college. And that will actually help you to aim for your dreams even higher and, and even, you know, um, showcase to them even more. Right. Okay. So uh, with so much firsthand experience, there must have been moments where, uh, you know, things didn't go as expected. What, what is the biggest failure that you feel you've confronted? And uh, now that if you reflect upon it, what do you think have you learned from it? Hmm. I mean, there's definitely the thing about being in, in this space, in the creative space, and especially when you're on social media, is it happens every day. You face rejection all the time. And um, I think that that's actually, some of it gets really hard, but some of it's healthy because it doesn't set you up expecting to, to have everything, you know? That's true. Um, I would say in terms of the biggest, I mean, there's been multiple things, right? You, mm-hmm. there was a, you audition for stuff that you really, really want and you don't end up getting it. Um, even in school, there were positions, for example, that I wanted and didn't end up getting it. And at the time it feels like everything, right? Cause it's something. Yeah. You're, you're working, working hard. Toward. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there is always a, a silver lining and I always believe that there is, there's a reason, um, that something happens, even if you may not see it at the time. A lot of a lot of what happens to us in life is not in our control, right? There's multiple factors at play, whether you call it luck or whether you call it right time or whatever it might be. <laughs> Other factors, you know, people might be playing politics towards something. True. Um, you never know. But what is in your control is the effort that you put in and the attitude with which you deal with it. And so I personally found doing that has really kept me centered and grounded because when things don't work out, it sucks and it really hurts. But you got to pick yourself up and keep moving because it's not the end of the world. It's just the end of that opportunity. It doesn't mean that you won't get others, you know? Very true. Oh my God. Okay. So uh, the last question for this segment, if you had a way to, what would be the one thing that you'd go back and tell the younger Ravanti or what would you tell her if you could? Yeah. um, Teenage Ravanti needed to chill out um, (laughs) and not be as stressed. Uh, But also, also know that I think I think we care too much about what other people think of us, particularly when we're teenagers, you know, because we're so used to our peers and peer pressure and just being yourself and knowing that that is enough, I think is really important. Um, and especially for teenagers today, when many of them are growing up on the internet in a way that mm-hmm. we didn't, right? We're only a few right. years older, but we just didn't grow up on the internet in the same way. And um, it's, it's important to still keep who you are core and, you know, somebody else not liking you is their problem, not yours. And just remember that. Yeah, that's, that's basically the one motto that you should have always. So, um, yeah. so now <laughs> we have like a quick entertaining segment. So this is kind of something that I'm trying to do, okay. especially over here. So I'll ask you informal and fun things and you have to answer them really quick and in very short. You could say it's kind of like okay. a rapid fire round. Okay. 
so uh, we begin. First oh. question: uh, One TV show that you huh? think is overhyped? Hmm. I uh, I used to think One Tree Hill, but I'm actually watching it now. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Do you think it's worth the hype, though? I mean, is it actually that good? I think. It, I I mean, I think it's fun. Um, I really enjoy it. Uh. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to get. I know this is rapid fire, but I I feel like there's nothing yeah. that's overhyped necessarily because so much work goes into making these, right? And and putting effort. It's just like mm-hmm. you need to find the the people it connects with. So, um, you know, like a twenty something year old may find One Tree Hill overhyped now. I feel like I still am in the body of a teenager when it comes to my TV <laughs> preferences. So that's why I don't find it hyped. But ask me in five years, and maybe <laughs> I will. <laughs> Okay, um, an artist you're listening to on repeat right now. Hmm. Uh, I mean, definitely Olivia. Olivia Rodrigo. I was just going to say that her new album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, she's incredible. But also, there are some other really incredible artists. Like there is Gracie Abrams, who is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the independent space, there's there's a lot of folks. So there's gems out there. Definitely find them. Okay. Uh, so, if you could switch lives with any content creator or celebrity for one day, who would it be, and why? Anybody in the world. Anybody. Uh, Beyonce, because um, I want to okay. know what it's like to be Beyonce. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, what is your guilty pleasure? Eating peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, what do you regret not doing sooner in life? Um, joining social media, like I mentioned at the beginning, as yeah. as a human, not as somebody trying to make a career out of it. True. Uh, one item in your room you could never live without. Hmm. I'm like looking around my room right now and thinking yeah. if there's anything that I couldn't live without. Uh, huh. I'm not really attached to things, you know. Okay. Um, things are replaceable. Pe- people are not. So I guess in the next room over my brother. <laughs> oh, that's that's sweet. Uh, so uh, if you were to bump into the prime minister the very next moment, what would be the first question you would ask him? How's your mental health? Great. That is crazy to run a country. <laughs> country, exactly. Any pet peeves? Oh, uh, definitely several. I guess the one that comes to mind right now is when people you overuse the word like. When uh, I, I swear, it's it's just so annoying. <laughs> it is, and, and it, it I I get it if you are not a native speaker. But yeah. it's just become such a lazy way of speaking that you can very rarely get your point across. I mean, I even <laughs> saw it at college. People would ask, professors would ask questions, and people are like, and like, and like, and like, and like, like, like this, like, like, and I'm, all I'm hearing is like, <laughs> not the substance of what you're saying. <laughs> okay, I I totally agree to that. It is so annoying. Uh, okay, what is your favorite midnight snack? Makana. Okay. Uh, if the whole world could be in one color of your choice, which one would you pick? 
Oh my god. Um it would be either pink or purple. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. I guess your whole book is based on that color theme, right? Like pink and purple. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, uh your go-to ice cream flavor. Ooh. Um I don't eat much ice cream, but there's this one flavor you don't get it in India unfortunately, but it's called black raspberry. It's a purple flavored ice cream. Okay. Black currant exists here, but it's very yeah. different and it's not the same thing. Okay. Um so that with rainbow sprinkles is like my go-to if I had ice cream. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Otherwise, otherwise, you know, like cl- classic vanilla coconut vanilla. something like that. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh your favorite cartoon character? Uh you may not know this one but there was a TV show I loved growing up called Arthur. It didn't play in India as far okay. as I remember, but um I loved Arthur. Um, oh, what was who was he? Like what was he like? So he was actually an aardvark. So <laughs> but he was a character and all of his friends are like different animals but uh, anthropomorphized. I know it sounds very bizarre. <laughs> But no. I promise it's like I'm kind of like Garfield, right? Um who's a cat but like a human. Um no no, but I guess the whole premise of the show was learning life lessons and you know okay. the importance of friends and family okay. and I uh I I watched that show religiously till I was 13. I hate to admit that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And last but not the least, if you were a product, what would your tagline be? If you could be any product Oh that's interesting. But I guess like what kind of product? Uh maybe you want to give me a... let's say maybe Cos- like a cosmetic or a beauty product. Let's take that. Okay. Um let your passion shine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> Okay so um so now we're kind of coming to the end of this and uh I just wanted to say that as it's pride month anything that you would like to say about it to everybody who's listening right now Totally um it's pride month this month but that doesn't mean that this is the only month in which you support the LGBTQIA+ mm-hmm. community it yes. should be pride day every day and pride just means that you are proud of who you love who you are and how you want others to see you and everybody deserves that um just because you may fall into what we consider normative um the same way in which you say potentially are born straight there are several people who are born with different orientations and it's just about supporting loving and living and let live definitely great so once again thank you so much for coming today and blocking time for this it was my pleasure to have gotten the opportunity to talk to you and guys if you haven't already follow her on instagram youtube and definitely join her discord server it's literally the best thing ever and uh keep listening see you on the next time <laughs>